This episode of the Music Universe podcast is sponsored by Aroma Retail. Both Buddy and I own and love their machines. I use their travel size diffuser and it fills my whole apartment. And Matt, their home unit can get your whole house smelling refreshed. And if you have a lot of pets like I do, you definitely need it. With some of your favorite fragrances from resort destinations around the world, there is definitely something for everyone. Yeah, they have 90 fragrances available for diffusing as room and linen sprays. I know you might like that because the the dogs and cats jump on the beds. Uh, There's candles and even wax melters. Those are fun. Head over to aromaretail.com and use code MUSICUNI10 for 10% off your order. And that is 1-0 on that 10. MUSICUNI10. Scent your space with Aroma Retail. Ride the lightning to an incredible up-and-coming career with Warren Ziders today on the Music Universe Podcast. You know, Ride the Lightning is Metallica's second album title. Well, I gotta tell you, uh, Warren Ziders has certainly laid a country music claim to it. Not the song, the name. On his 717 Tapes, Volume 1, this is the song that went viral on TikTok for him. I had the chance to interview him about four hours before I saw him live uh, in uh, in Alexandria, Virginia at the Birchmere on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Mayo. So that's a sink. Yeah, no, it's a sink of craft man. <laughs> you sent you that beam. I know, and it's anyway. annoying now as it was then, so continue. <laughs> so this man, I like the music. Think he's a really great voice, but what I experienced at that show will stay with me forever. Did you watch any of the videos I sent you yet? I watched one. I watched one when you sent it. I was editing another podcast when you sent the others and were blowing up my phone, annoying me. So I have not had the chance to watch the others. But I well, know. Then, then here's what. The then tour, here's what we're gonna do. It's his first tour and it sold out. It's sold out. It is sold out. The crowd sings every word so loud. Now, he pissed off the staff of the Birchmere. Oh, I, lo- I love that he's so rock and roll. I love, so when, awesome. I love when talent pisses off the staff because it's just well, is rock and roll. Well, and the way, and I love the Birchmere, but the wait staff there is just so rude. So <laughs> I, 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 it takes forever to flag them down. They're, they're short with you, and I'm sure it's a product of the pressure, but I. You don't get the. I love the Birchmere, but you don't get the best service there. So it's a. It's so a Birchmere it's a, management listening. You guys should address that. It, it. I don't know what you call these kinds of venues. It's a. It's a listening room, right? Right. It's a. It's a tabled venue, where you come and you order dinner. Or you can. You don't have to. Thankfully, they they've never imposed a minimum. And in fact, shout out to my waiter who I couldn't even tip because the chaos was so crazy. He didn't charge me for my um, sprite and grenadine that I ordered. So I'm drinking right now. Oh, no calories! I got you hooked on Shirley Temple. No calories though. I, I've got the uh, the calorie free sprite, so it's I don't, a little I'm bitter a, I'm tasting. An, I'm an adult man, so Isaac yells at me when I. Order a Shirley Temple. So now I order it as a Sprite and Grenadine because well, I'm a man. It's all right. Anyway. It, it's still, it's a flavored drink and there's nothing wrong with it. Because I'm a doodly dude. Anyway. Mm, um, not when you say that, but go on. 
I'm just having a flashback to filming with you yesterday. You're gay in that shirt, and then I rip it open. <laughs> I'm gay out of the shirt, too. But and anyway. Your chest stands out and sticks out at me. Oh, and, you know, God. here's the sad thing about that, guys, listening. Um, I wasn't recording yet. <laughs> no, that is a blooper you will not get to see. Anyway, I... So... So you get you get there, you order, your food is delivered, and they have it set up so that really if you want a good spot, you got to get there about two hours before the show. Uh, they let in at 6. got to get there about 5, 5.30 uh, to get a number, to get a good number to be called to get a good seat at the table. Um, and then so you're there, you're stuck, and then they let you in, and you're stuck there for an hour and a half until the show goes. And this is smart because... You got to get there early to get the number, so you haven't eaten dinner, so you got to buy food. So there's no minimum, but they're hoping that you'll have arrived early to get a good number and you'll eat dinner there. Right. So normally you order, food comes out rather quickly. It's you know minimal menu, and you just order. And right after the right as the show's wrapping up, they start passing out their checks. Well, what Mr. Ziders did, and I love him for this. I love that he did this. He goes, you guys want to stand? So I'm thinking, okay, we'll stand in our seats. Come up to the stage. And everybody pushes forward. (laughs) And tables and everything, it becomes a GA venue. Now, there were kids there. And this is the first time I've ever been there. Or really, one of the first times at any show where it's a true cross-generation. There was a little kid, couldn't have been more than five or six. Another kid who was a little older. All of them had heard of him on TikTok. And it went all the way up to the elder generation, to people my age and the older generation that 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 tends to frequent Birchmere. Um, so it was it was a really diverse audience, but he has everybody push forward. So after the show, people got out of there and didn't pay their checks. Oh, 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 oh damn. Because everybody was mixed in with each other. Right up front at the pot at the at the pit, and they didn't go back to their tables, and they didn't go back to their tables. Ooh. So he did a meet and greet, and everybody's in line to meet him, and they're making an announcement: If you did not pay your check and close out with your server, see your server. If you did not close out with your server, and I'm laughing my butt off because I go, I I eat beforehand, and I'm I'm usually traveling alone. So that means there's usually going to be a good open seat close for me. I don't need to do the number thing. So I, I especially for somebody like Warren, who, love you, Warren, it was sold out, but but you're a newer artist, and I, I don't know what the capacity was. So it, it was sold out, but I there was still room for me. Um, all of that to say. Well, they usually hold was, some back. Yeah, so there was still a seat that I could, could get. Um and I sat right in the very front. So as soon as he said stood up, all I had to do was stand up, and I was right there in the front of the stage. Wow. That's why you got such good pictures from me um, for the article. So God bless Warren for that because, you know, certainly they shouldn't lose the business of, of people need to pay their checks. But, you know, you go there, and he just said, we're throwing the rules out the window. And, and <laughs> it, thank God he did have a meet and greet, and it gave the – people a chance to try to track down people but i'm wondering if if warren's team is on the 
is on the hook for the unpaid food bill uh, for people that left. I was going to say, I'm kind of surprised they didn't have the waiters and waitresses go looking for people if they were still there. You can't. You can't. You, can't. you don't know what they, I mean, you know what they look like, but you know more about where they were seated. It, it, well, would, be, right. it would be chaos. So, but, you know, people, you read a lot of books in country music history and you read that night when I saw Waylon the first time or when Waylon was an unknown or, 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 you know, Waylon or Willie or uh, uh, George Jones or Haggard. Right. You know, and you see them for the first time and they're unknowns and they just capture. Or Garth at Willie's Saloon. I talk about that in the article. That's what that show was. Wow. I've never experienced anything like that. Ever. Wow. I mean, they said it's all, it was mostly new stuff. His, his stuff. One song, Wild Horse. I love that one. That's it. That's his. That um, it's a week old or two weeks old and, and they knew every yeah. word. It's amazing. And keep in mind, two guitars and that was it. And even for some of the songs where I think he would have played, a string broke on the one guitar for him and he only had his other, his harmonizing guitarist play it. Are wow. you kidding me? That's amazing. And, and I'll tell you, I think, uh, I think... Apple's iCloud is amazed by it because of the photos are still uploading. <laughs> um, <laughs> once you tried to send me, still but, uh, wow. I was really hoping to. I was planning actually. It was planned that I join for the interview, but with the chaos surrounding it, it didn't happen. Right. So, what what was that like with him? I mean, you know, you you did it over the phone. He was. As you, he's arriving at the venue. So Buddy hasn't heard the file yet, so I'll say this. He's a very quiet guy over the phone, very articulate, but you get him in front of a crowd, oh boy, oh boy. So it was very quiet. It was very quiet, very nice conversation, but boy, did it, and I think that's also part of why I was so knocked over, because it was like, okay, here he comes, and he just, he just slayed that crowd. That was incredible, incredible. So, How many people do you think were there in attendance? It was if it it was full, three or four hundred, however many Birchmere seats, it was full. Wow. It was, it was full. I'm kind of surprised they don't do a standing room if if the room can handle it. Well, what I don't like management is, and this is just me as a journalist. I understand it's your business model to get people in to order food, but I'm working throughout the day doing some of the things. Concerts, as much fun as they are for me. Still part of my job to go. So I don't really right. want to have to deal with being there for hours just to cover a show. I would appreciate if they could do something like what Rams Head Live does and uh, or Rams Head on stage out in Annapolis where their seating is assigned. So sh- it doesn't matter uh, when I get there. My seat is kept for me where they're going to put me. They know that. Um and right. I heard somebody say something about assigned seats. So actually, I will be calling the venue the next time and asking. And, you know, I understand, you know, even if I explain my situation, they can't do it for me because then they got to do it for everybody. And they have this pick a number system. But, you know, it makes for a longer evening when, you know, my MO uh, of late with these shows is to show up about a half hour, 20 minutes before, maybe an hour before if I want to check out the merch. Uh, and there's going to be a long line like at an arena or something. Um, right. 
and then I will see the show and then I get out. You know, it's almost like I'm an artist myself. Not that I think that highly of myself. I just mean in well, you do in how. I... <laughs> I just mean in how I operate in terms of getting to the venue and getting out. So um, I like to get in and out, too, and shut the hell up. I was going to say something that you don't like me to say on this show. So I, I, just continue on with your thing. I, I know what you mean. I like to get there and I like to be done. I don't like to fiddle around and, you know, my issue with traffic. So I just get yeah. there, do what I need to and leave. Plus, you have you have to write the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to get home to do that typically. I mean, you can do it on your phone, but to really get it yeah. set up the way you need to, you need to be home because it, you're not, you're, you're making notes during the shows, but you're not writing. You're paying attention to the show. Yeah. And it's fresh on your mind. So you want to get in and you want to get out. Exactly. So speaking of getting in and getting out, we were very, very quick with this interview because they were late getting to the venue. So. Uh, we were connected at 3.47. His sound check was at 4. I had him off the phone at 3.59. So if there's one oh. thing I've learned, we got to respect the artists and respect their time. But we got a lot in in this 13-minute interview with Warren Ziders. Warren Ziders, welcome to the Music Universe podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I just got off uh, the road. My next venue here in uh, Virginia. Excited for tonight. I'm excited, too. I will be there. I'm doing this, making dinner, and then coming over. I'm really, really excited. Uh, oh, my gosh. I first saw you on my For You page on TikTok, and I'm sure you're hearing that a lot. And now you're signed with Warner. I mean, it's has. how quickly did that happen for you? Um, I would say it all transpired in the span of a year to a year and a half. So, oh, wow. so it's been uh, it's been very fast paced and um, quite quite a blessing. So talk about the song that kind of started it all for you, "Ride the Lightning." Uh, where does that come from? What inspired you to write it? And what did you make when it blew up on social media? What did you make of that? So the song "Ride the Lightning" was actually the second song I've ever written in my life, and uh, that song uh, came out from a piggyback concept off of my first song that I ever wrote and put out from my bedroom uh, on the run. And Ride the Lightning actually was the first song I ever, the first song I ever wrote in Nashville and my first ever co-write uh, with Eric Pasley and Rob Crosby. So shout out to those two. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, that process was so unique and it was a lot of first times for me all wrapped into one first time to Nashville, first time meeting my manager, first time doing a co-write and then to be in a co-write with someone like Eric Pasley, who I've enjoyed listening to his music, his artistry, his songwriting, someone I've looked up to. Uh, there was a lot of uh, nerves, but also so much enjoyment uh, for that being and being able to say that's my first experience of a co-write was such a cool thing to do. I never would have, uh, put two and two together that that song would be become would become what it is today and, and it's again it's it's a blessing and it puts a smile on my face being able to go out on the road here and <clears throat> sing that song and see everybody sing every single word to that song back to me and not only just that song but every single song in my catalog it's it, it's it's been insane honestly that is so cool 
you know, it's interesting. The social media thing is is a double-edged sword because you get the people, they go on there to do the trends and whatever else, or, or they blow up and they have 5 million followers, but it exists in a vacuum. And then you take a lot of the music artists like yourself and Cooper Allen and Thomas Mack, they do it, and then they see the results live and in person. What has that part been like for you? What was the decision to get on TikTok and then seeing it translate to those live numbers? Has that, that I assume that's just been incredible. You know, for me, uh, I, I pride myself in my artistry. And, and, and when I say that, you know, I personally believe that sometimes, unfortunately, social media gets a bad rap in the respect mm -hmm. that there are influencer artists and, and and i've heard it before and it's and in my opinion i think that it exists and and by that aspect that you may have a large following on social media but the correlation between a following to transitioning to streams to concerts to stories to people connecting with your music is a whole other concept and world that is quite difficult to obtain and it's been honestly incredible to see and how blessed and fortunate i am to have found the fan base that i will continue to grow um god willing and uh as long as people continue to you know stick in my corner and stay by me it's it's been amazing to finally meet the people in person and hear the stories to hear how a year ago I was writing a song in my bedroom and recording it in my bedroom to now helping people who deal with PTSD to all these wow. lives that I've touched that it's not just me, but I believe that personally in my faith, I think the good Lord had a plan for me. And I think that I was supposed to use this platform for good and touch as many hearts, minds as I can to, you know, be an outlet be be a vessel in the sense that i pride myself in that what i write and i put out there i believe in it and you know it's been super cool to see that my fans believe in it too and that it's helping a lot of people out there whether it's find an escape whether it's embracing the emotions and feelings that you're feeling i think it's a very important thing and you know i've just been very fortunate to have such a dedicated and tight-knit uh group of people who've Followed me from the beginning and, and not only just follow me on social media, but believe in the music that I'm putting out. Well, definitely. And you definitely have an incredible voice and people might not realize you're from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania, too. I, I actually not too far out, uh, not too far away from Lancaster. I'm close to uh, to Kutztown. Yep. I don't live there anymore now. So are you still in Pennsylvania or are you in Nashville? Now? So I'm traveling back traveling back and forth between Pennsylvania and Nashville. Um, I spent a lot of time this last year in, uh, in Nashville um, just with, you know, studio time to meeting people, to making connections, to, you know, networking and, and writing my music. And um, but, yeah, it's, it's been an incredible journey and I, I don't plan to stop anytime soon. Because coming from a similar area as you, as I do, I just wanted to ask, growing up in Pennsylvania, how did that influence your music at all? I think it influenced my music taste quite a bit. You know, I was 
I was a kid who who grew up in a Christian home and you know all I knew was you know going to church on Sundays and and I lived a quite a simple life. I grew up behind my grandparents, um, nothing but surrounded by cornfields and you know my my interpretation of life, my interpretation of life was where I was originally from called Duncan in Pennsylvania. We had three restaurants to pick from. If you wanted anything else, it was you were driving a good 45 minutes and I think you know I wouldn't trade that for the world and you know it it made me appreciate the outdoors and and the simple things in life and you know family more importantly and you know spending those quality years with my parents and building a relationship with them and my grandparents and spending countless hours and days and years with my grandfather in the garage he was a mechanic his entire life so I was always tinkering stuff with him and him and I were riding ATVs, hunting, fishing. So, you know, I think it definitely influenced my taste in music. And I grew up on a lot of different things from anywhere from Christian music, which was uh, my first concert was uh, Jeremy Camp and Toby Mac. And that oh, wow. that left a really big impact on my life. Uh, it was my first concert and I went with my father. And then uh, country music was a huge thing in my life too. My mom was a... Uh, a student at West Virginia and I had a lot of aunt and uncles who went there. So she was a big John Denver fan. Take me home country roads, baby. So, of course. and then, uh, my dad, dad, my dad definitely put me into the taste of, uh, rock and roll, huge Motley Crue, Kiss, Quiet Riot, you know, ACDC, Guns and Roses, you know, all that kind of stuff mushed into one. Uh, growing up, I would say I've answered this question in many different ways, but I was always a lover of music as a whole. But country mm-hmm. country music to me was the storytelling, the the basics of life, enjoying the small things, the way things were conveyed, the how you live your life. I think it's it's a super cool thing for people to love and appreciate. And I'm definitely a guy who is very open arms about bringing people into the genre. You know, there's a huge thing that goes on in social media, whether you're country folk or city folk or or whatever it is. I think that's such a funny thing to talk about because I'm like, I would rather be more open arms in regards to sharing the word and the love in the sense that it's such a cool thing to be a part of a community, Mm -hmm. the community, the basis that I believe in. Um, so yeah, man, uh, a lot of different influences growing up, but country music is, is obviously, there's a reason why I'm doing it. Beautifully put real quick. I know you got to get to sound check, but real quick, before we let you go, uh, the ride, the lightning, the full band version is out now. You can stream it. When can we expect your Warner debut full band music? That's a good question. Um, he, I just put out my 717 tapes. EP, EP Volume 2, which I'm very uh, excited and proud of. Uh, my my song, Wild Horse, um, I, I, re- I really, really love that song. And it's been really cool to play that live and, you know, see how many hearts I've touched with that song. And, you know, it's, it's beautiful. Very, it was an emotional song for me to write, but it was definitely something I wanted my, one of my fans to hear. Um, but a full band, full band kind of uh, album. Um, I don't have a specific date for you, um, but it will become it will be coming in the future. 
Um, I feel that we're not too far off, but um, my one thing I'll leave you with is, is I am a very driven and focused person. And right now I'm focusing on what I'm doing at hand right now and putting on the best performances I can on the road. And I'm focusing on writing the best music and, and putting out the best stuff that I can believe in before I get to um, that next phase and next step. Well, very, very cool. Warren Ziders, uh, a superstar already, but I guarantee you, you're going to hit the highest heights of country music. Thank you so much. I am so looking forward to seeing you at the Birchmere tonight. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to have you. I appreciate you taking the time, man. I'll see you tonight. You know, buddy, I have never said this about a new artist, ever, in any review, but I, just watching him carve out his own style and carve out an audience that loves his style. I yeah. swear he is an early contender for in three decades when he's eligible or two decades when he's eligible for the Hall of Fame. He's going to do that 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 well in this industry, and he's going to shape this industry. Uh, look out for him. He's only 22. He looks way older than it. Oh, wow. But he's yeah, only, I thought he's 32. Yeah, he's only 22 uh, wow. or 23. So, holy crap. Well, I'll tell you, if he can command the stage like you said, command the audience like you said he did with two guitars, wait till he has a full band behind him. Yeah. And, I mean, he's on Warner Records out of L.A., so he's he's got the represent, representation outside of, you know, the social media. He, he's got Warner to really help him go even further. And that's what the article talks about. TikTok is a is a, a social media platform I can appreciate because you have to know how to use it. It's not like Instagram where it's like, hey, look at me. It's you have yeah. to know how to hashtag on it. You have to know what kind of content to put up on it. And you have to know how to speak to your audience. And I say in the article, think about that. They didn't just scroll through as going, oh, that's nice. That's a nice thing for me to encounter when I'm on TikTok. They went, Wow, this is good. And, and you know this running a website. Click-throughs, the abandonment rate of like, I'm going to read this article, but then I'm not going to look at the rest of the website. You know, that ab abandonment rate for engagement across socials and websites, that's a high rate just naturally. So for right. him to have developed a fan base that went, I like this, I'm going to click this link, Click this link, download this song, subscribe to him in iTunes, subscribe to his social medias. I'm going to spend money, buy tickets, go to the show, spend merch. That is investment in an artist from a starting point of social media that is so very rare. And, and it's so important for labels like Warner to recognize that. Right. And Warner Records out in L.A. And I, I also think that's a big, big, big slap on the back because it's not Nashville. It's not homey little Nashville. This man is Hollywood ready. He's Hollywood country ready, which is just so cool. But I implore Warner to get on him because, you know, don't let it rest. You have using the motif. You have lightning right now and you have lightning right now, run with it. Because yeah. in an award cycle or two, he's going to be the new Chris Stapleton. I'm telling you. It's yeah. just that awesome. 
And that's how Chris blew up with people knowing him in the industry, but he wasn't really uh, known to Right, well. he was a songwriter, then, right? Right, but he was also a performer, and people knew him in the industry. That's how he was winning CMA Awards before he was popular. But once he teamed with Justin Timberlake and performed, I, I even, like, oh my God, I got to get his music. I'm like that with Warren too, you know, I, I told you, I'm like, man, I, I want a chance to interview him with you because he's going to blow up. Yeah. And you were like that. I'd like to point out you were like that with, um, uh, John Mayer as well. Once we went to see him, you were like, okay, I get it now. And yeah, 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 exactly. He, he, it's just, you, you have, sometimes you have to see these people or you have to talk to these people to really appreciate their music but wild horse is such a such a great song and it's from the uh seven volume one seven two. tapes volume two that yep. just came out uh, last month and uh yeah like you said the song was out two weeks and people already knew the lyrics word for word it, it's amazing now you know my hate relationship with tiktok there is no love there personally <laughs> uh and maybe that's just because i don't understand it and He's i'm an a techie guy fogey. so yep well, I I I don't have time to learn something new and stuff, but I, I'm not a fan of it. I don't use it. I don't even know if my account that I've set up briefly even exists. Because I set one up just to test, you know, with that platform, it is bringing out a lot of great talent. And, um, you know, that can't be overlooked when talent is talent. And the way people are striking fame these days definitely has changed considerably since yeah. I first started trying to do all that. And, uh, you know, he's definitely one of country music's fastest rising success stories just, uh, in the last few months, because I, I believe you told me he, he signed back in January, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And he is 22 by the way, but, um, he's got more than 657 million global views on TikTok. And 220 million streams across platforms. So that was, I imagine, as an independent artist, he yeah. racked up all of that. That is such an amazing thing. Now, um, you just missed him in Nashville in April. Um, that probably would have been a show. Uh, and and um, May 60s in Harrisburg. Uh, Were we there when he was in Nashville? Were we there? No, no. Okay. Um, and... Uh, you know, Where did he play in Nashville? Where did he play? You're clearly Exit looking. Exit Inn, a rock club called Exit Inn. I, I've been there. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, uh, and, our uh, friend uh, Mansfield, Brian Mansfield was there and said he saw him. So, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. And Harrisburg, as of the night that we're recording this, which I know is by your hometown. So um, if he comes out west, I'm going to uh, definitely go see him because yep. that's... Uh, that's cool, but yeah, to for a country artist to be signed to the L.A. branded label Warner Records, there's no Nashville behind it. That that's something right there. That that tells right. you something. That's amazing. And to be an artist based in Nashville and still have L.A. want to work with you, that is awesome. So big things for Warren. Yeah. Uh, cannot wait. I guarantee you, award season twenty three or twenty four, we're gonna. But like I said, Warner needs to get on propping him up properly so that the that, that those opportunities can be there a properly released single a properly released record so that he can get on the award show circuit and i told him last night because he did a meet and greet 
I said, we will be following you and we will be the an outlet championing you because you are just incredible. So for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for listening. Keep checking out themusicuniverse.com for the latest news and reviews and release info, of course. And uh, check us out uh, at tmupod.com to subscribe and at the Music Uni on social media. Take care. This episode of the Music Universe podcast is sponsored by Aroma Retail. Both Buddy and I own and love their machines. I use their travel size diffuser and it fills my whole apartment. And Matt, their home unit can get your whole house smelling refreshed. And if you have a lot of pets like I do, you definitely need it. With some of your favorite fragrances from resort destinations around the world, there is definitely something for everyone. Yeah, they have 90 fragrances available for diffusing as room and linen sprays. I know you might like that because the the dogs and cats jump on the beds. Uh, There's candles and even wax melters. Those are fun. Head over to aromaretail.com and use code MUSICUNI10 for 10% off your order. And that is 1-0 on that 10. MUSICUNI10. Scent your space with Aroma Retail.